0: Hey there, welcome to the Simple Home Podcast. If we haven't met before, my name is Jenna and my husband and I have three young children. I love sharing tips and tricks to help you simplify your day and your life with littles so that you can enjoy more and have less stuff and clutter around you. So I'm so glad you've joined me today. In this episode, we're gonna be talking about what to do when you get stuck decluttering. So there's lots of reasons we get stuck. We're gonna go through those and then what to do to get unstuck so you can continue on your journey. Now before we get started, I wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by my Simple Home Decluttering Challenge. Now I've been really pushing this challenge for the month of January. We've had so many people join us for this month and the reason is is I just want you to be on the right foot as you start in two thousand and twenty. And this is a simple way to get started if you're just not sure what to do. So in this challenge, it's five days, short little audios to listen to, and then some action steps to take to help you jumpstart your journey of decluttering. So I hope you'll join us. If you want to read more about it and get signed up, it's completely free. You can go to at home forward slash decluttering challenge. And I can't wait to have you in there. So there's no doubt that you'll get stuck when you're decluttering your possessions. You might start out super excited and then realize that the task feels massive and you don't have enough time or the stuff is just too hard to part with. And there's lots of reasons you might get stuck, especially if you're just starting out. If you're looking around your house right now as you're listening to this and just feeling completely overwhelmed with all that you have accumulated, don't stop before you start. We're going to talk about the reasons that are going to get you stuck and we're going to talk about how you can break through those so that you can actually create the life and home that you really want, that makes you feel peaceful, that you want to come home to and spend time in. So a couple reasons that you might get stuck when you're decluttering is one, you might be thinking, well, so-and-so gave this to me, or this was a gift and I just can't part with it. A couple things I want to say on that. One is when a person gives you a gift, it's more about them giving it to you. People that love to get give gifts are the ones who really love the process. They love finding something. They just love giving the gift. And so it's okay not to hold on to that gift forever, to thank the person for giving it to you, to feel good inside that you have friends and family that are so generous, that think about you on your birthday and different holidays, or that just give you things, but you don't have to hold on to the gift forever. The other thing I want to say is that the person who gave it to you would not want you to have something in your home that's just filling space, making you feel guilty because you don't really want to keep it, but you're having trouble getting rid of it or just taking up space with something that you don't enjoy having. So if that's the kind of item that you have, you can feel thankful in your heart and feel okay with letting it go. Another thing that often gets us stuck is thinking, what if I need this later? This is a big one and the reason we hold on to lots of things, clothes, toys, tools, all kinds of scraps or hobby materials, a lot of things end up in our home because we're scared that we're going to need them later. So when you're thinking about things that you might need later, I want you to ask yourself a couple questions. One is, have I used this in the past year? Now a lot of decluttering experts or people in this area might tell you to think about six months, um, but I often feel like giving yourself a longer window is helpful in the beginning because (laughs) it's gonna scare you to think about only the last six months. So think about if you've used this in the last year, and if you haven't, what's going to change or what's going to be different this year that's going to make you use that item or that thing? If you have a legitimate reason that you're actually going to be using it, maybe you've been holding on to lots of scrap wood because you wanted to build a doghouse and you know for a fact in the spring, you're actually going to start that project. So you're going to hold on to that wood then that's great. But if you've been holding on to it the past year, you haven't used it, and you're thinking ahead into this year and there is no actual time when you know you're going to need it, it's probably time to part with it. You can buy these things again. I know that sounds horrible. We don't want to waste our money on something that we've gotten rid of and go buy it again. But if it comes to that, it's better repurchasing something than holding on to something for years that we may or may not ever use. Another great thing about most places where we live, now you may not live in an area that's everything is so abundantly available, but most people now do live in areas where they can look on Facebook or Craigslist or go to a local store and repurchase something for a fraction of the cost of what it would cost you Um, to be storing it or to buy it new. So think about that too. If it's available somewhere and you know you'll be able to repurchase it without too much cost, then it's probably okay to let it go. Another thing that gets us stuck is thinking about regretting getting rid of it later. This is often tied to emotional things, things that we are attached to memory-wise That we just hold on to because we can't seem to let ourselves let go of them and we'll regret it later, possibly if we do get rid of it now. So this is a tough one. Again, I would ask yourself if you're really enjoying it. If you are storing this item and it's just sitting in your basement in a box and you never see it anyway, then it's probably okay to let it go. Keep the memory inside, but let go of the item If you are able to put that item somewhere that you can enjoy it and actually see it and use it, then that's a great thing to keep and to do so that you can actually enjoy that item later. Now, we also regret, we could also regret getting rid of things we may end up using that we already got rid of. So this goes back to that second one. And when I said, what if I need it later? Well, maybe it's later and you really did need that item you got rid of. So that might happen, but I got to tell you, it's probably really rare. I cannot think of one item that I've gotten rid of that I regret getting rid of. I also can't think of one item that I've purchased again. And over the past few years, we have gotten rid of thousands of things (laughs) And I can't think of one item that I regret or one item that I've had to repurchase. So it's really rare that you're gonna need it later. If you do, then you'll just go buy it again or you'll borrow it from a friend and it won't be the end of the world. Let that go. It's better than storing lots and lots of things that you may or may not need. Now we talked a little bit about this, but another thing that we will get stuck with is emotional or memory attachment items. These can be the hardest for people to get rid of. You may be holding on to items from somebody who has passed away. You might have items from your childhood or high school or sports you played. You may just have items that people gave you that you're emotionally attached to. And the important thing to remember here is that the memory does not live inside the item. You have the memory whether you have that item or not. And again, if it's just sitting in a box somewhere and you never get to enjoy it, That memory isn't coming from the item anyway. You are able to remember those things without that item. Now, I'm not saying you get rid of everything that you've ever felt attached to. There's probably very special things to you. And if you can find a way to display them or you can use them to make something else or you can frame them on your wall, try to figure out a way where you're actually going to get to enjoy those items so they're more meaningful to you. And lastly, one other reason that we could get stuck is that there's just too much and you don't know where to start. So this is a big one and a lot of the ideas that I have coming your way today will help you a lot with this one. If you're feeling too overwhelmed even to get started, what I want to tell you right now is this happens in lots of areas in our life. It feels too big and we just can't move forward. So just take the very next step. Take one step forward to get you through that. Because as soon as you have any kind of momentum, it's going to snowball and you're going to keep going. It'll feel easier. So any area in your life where something just feels so big, break it down and do one single small step and you're going to be on the path to success. So let's switch gears a little bit and talk about how we can get unstuck when we're decluttering. So I have 11 different things I want to talk about to give you a way to get unstuck. If you're already feeling stuck in your decluttering, I hope that you can put one of these into practice right now. If you haven't quite got there, this might actually give you the momentum you need to get started. The first one is to know your purpose and your vision. Why is it that you wanna get rid of the clutter in the first place? If you can remind yourself of that, you're gonna have a much easier time parting with some of those items. Maybe you want more time, maybe you want more money so you can travel or do other things. Maybe you're just not enjoying your home and you want a place where you can come home and relax. Whatever your purpose and vision is, Bring it to the front. Make sure that you are reminding yourself of that often. Anytime you get stuck, remind yourself why you're doing it. One of the biggest reasons that I want to live with less clutter is to teach my kids the value of relationships over things. I really don't want them growing up in this world with all these advertisements feeling like their importance comes from what they own. And so that's one of my biggest Reasons for wanting to live simpler. So I just remind myself of that. When I see things that they really want to buy and I feel guilty because I'm not buying it for them, I remind myself of the bigger picture. Or when I'm going through, Our kitchen pantry and we've got tons and tons of dishes and different things and I'm not sure how many we're gonna need anything that I'm going through in our house I just remind myself that if they see me living with less then they're more likely to pick up those habits as well so whatever your purpose and vision is just remind yourself often number two is to recognize your progress and how it feels so far so if you've already gotten started Look back either at pictures if you have pictures, or just look back at the rooms and remember what it looked like before and how it looks now. And then think about how it makes you feel now that it's got a little less clutter in it. This could be as simple as just looking in a drawer. Maybe you've tackled your junk drawer and you love the way it feels when you open it. You can find what you need now, you know exactly what's in there. Whatever it is, wherever you've started, just look back on what it looks like now and recognize that progress. Don't compare yourself to where you want to be, but where you've actually come from and gotten to thus far, and you're going to be more motivated to keep going. Number three is to try some experimental decluttering. I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast before, but if you get stuck and you're just not sure if you're going to need it in the future, or if it's a memory item and you're going to regret getting rid of it, or whatever it might be, try boxing it up for a little while, putting it somewhere in storage, in a closet, somewhere you don't see it. And if it stays boxed up, then you know it's safe to go ahead and get rid of it. Give yourself a time frame. It can be three months, six months, a whole year, whatever you feel comfortable with and if you get to the end of that time period and you haven't needed that item then go ahead and get rid of it this works really well for kids as well if you're going through their toys sometimes it's easier if it's not permanent in their mind if they can box it up and put it away and then six months down the line if you say you know what you haven't needed those at all maybe it's time to replace that space with a toy that you actually do play with and go ahead and get rid of this box of toys, they're more likely to say, yeah, let's do it, and get rid of those toys. Well, it's the same for us. If we're struggling getting rid of something, experiment with it for a little while, take it out of your house, and see if it's okay to get rid of. My fourth tip is to bring a friend over, or somebody who could help you. Now, if you bring somebody over, be ready to listen to what they have to say, and take some of their opinions, into consideration but sometimes it helps to have an outside view on what you're getting rid of sometimes we hold on to things tighter and it's easier when a friend's there to ask us some questions and help us part with it so if you're stuck have a friend or family member come over who you trust and do it together it's also more fun that way sometimes so it just adds a little bit more motivation to the whole process Number five is to get really honest with yourself and make an audit of your possessions. So if you're stuck either getting started in the beginning or stuck starting a new room or just stuck in the middle of the whole process, make a little audit, make a list. So maybe go into your towel closet and count how many towels you have. Count how many hand towels and washcloths and body towels, that you have count how many extra pairs of sheets for each bed that you have go into your kitchen and count how many pots and pans you have, how many plates. Once you start to see this on paper, it's often easier to let go of those things. You'll quickly realize that you don't need 24 towels and you could probably live with 10 or whatever that number is for you. Remember there's no right or wrong number. The point is to look at it and decide what's best for you. And often when we really see it in front of us and see it on paper, it's easier to let go of some of those things and can help you get unstuck. You'll quickly see what you're holding on to and where you have excess stuff that can easily be parted with. Number six is I want you to do the easiest stuff first. So if you're at a stopping point, look around and decide what would be the easiest place to start. Would it be a drawer? Would it be a certain room? Whatever it might be, start in the easiest place. A lot of people get stuck because they start in some of the hardest areas of their home and then they fall flat. So if you're starting in your hobby space or your garage or your closet or with your photos, these are all very hard areas for people to start in. And you might just be getting stuck because you don't have enough momentum yet. You need to start in the easiest places first And then once you master that, it's going to be easier to go into some of the harder areas. So if you're stuck, take a step back and decide what's the easiest place for me to go to now. The seventh tip I have is that usually the best stuff comes after doing something really hard. So even though decluttering is hard, the reward at the end is really big. So don't allow yourself to quit just because it's hard. Push through it, knowing that there's something really good just around the corner and feel good that you're allowing yourself to do something hard. And this is again, something that's beneficial in our whole life. If we just always do the easy things, we never grow as much. So encourage yourself to stick with it. You can do hard things. So just push through it and reward yourself at the end for doing something so hard. My eighth tip is to take a break from decluttering and organize the space that you've already worked on. So you might be trying to go through your whole house and you're decluttering and decluttering, but you're never stepping back and allowing yourself to have a little bit of fun with your newly decluttered rooms. So take a break from getting rid of things and choose a room that you want to organize and kind of design, figure out what furniture you want in there and have a little bit of fun with your space now that it doesn't have so much stuff in it. Once you can see the enjoyment that comes from those rooms, decluttering the other areas is going to be easier. All right, so number nine is to try a new method. There's lots of different ways we can go about decluttering. I talk about several on this podcast and I'll make to make sure to link to some of those episodes in the show notes today, but you could be trying to declutter your whole house in one weekend and you're getting stuck because you're just exhausted. So stop and try a different method. Maybe do one room at a time, do one drawer at a time, set a timer for a certain amount of minutes per day. I'm going to link to a couple episodes back, which was where I talked about how to make time for decluttering because I give lots of different ways you can declutter in that episode. So I'll make sure to link to that. If you want to see any of the show notes, just go to athomewithkids.com forward slash episode 38. And there you'll see anything that we talk about in this episode. So if you're stuck, just try a new method for a little while and see if maybe that gets you unstuck. Number 10 is to ask yourself some questions to keep you moving. Now, for this one, I am going to link to a PDF I created with some questions you can ask yourself when you're wondering what to keep and what to toss. So make sure you go to the show notes of this episode. Again, you visit at homewithkids.com forward slash episode 38 to get that free PDF because if you're getting stuck, this might really help you get unstuck. It's just a few simple questions you can ask yourself to help you see if you're holding on to things you don't need and just to move you forward. So make sure to grab that PDF, asking yourself questions similar to what I was talking about in the beginning. If you haven't used this in the last year, and then there's several other questions I go through. It's a simple one page PDF you can download. So make sure to grab that because I think it will definitely get you unstuck if you're having trouble. And finally, number 11 is to not bring anything else into your house until you are done with that area. So if you're trying to declutter your kitchen, do not bring any more pots and pans or spoons or dishes into your kitchen until you are done. If you're trying to declutter your wardrobe, do not go buy anything new and hang it in your closet. You've got to get through the whole area before you start filling it up again, or you're going to see that this is a never-ending process. The other thing about that is before you're done, you may not realize how much you enjoy having fewer items, and so you'll continue with your same old habits of shopping and bringing new things in, whereas once you are finished, you're going to be much more thoughtful about the things that you allow to come into your space because you know what you've gone through and the benefits of having less. So make yourself stop bringing things in until you've finished what you want to finish. So whatever area you're working on. Now, if it's your whole house, if you're doing your whole house at once, then don't bring any new items in. Let your house just stay as it is as you declutter before you start bringing new things in. This goes with like organizing tubs and stuff too. A lot of times we start by going and getting a ton of new baskets and tubs so that we can label them and put things in them. But the truth is you have to declutter first. You've got to get rid of the stuff first. And a lot of times you're going to have the items already in your house that you want to use to organize them again. And otherwise, you're just going to end up with tons of boxes that you either don't use or that you just stuff your clutter into. And remember, organized clutter is the same thing as unorganized clutter. Having a lot of stuff in tubs is the same thing as having a lot of stuff out of tubs. You just might look a little more organized. So don't bring anything new into your home, including organizing stuff, until you go through the decluttering process and can really decide what you want your space to look and feel like. I know that's kind of a hard one, but I think it's a super important one if you find yourself getting stuck or feeling like you've decluttered and then you turn around and there's clutter again it's often because we continue to bring things into our home during the process so try not to do that and just remember decluttering is hard and getting through all the stuff you've accumulated is overwhelming and exhausting but I'm rooting for you I know you can do this and I know you're going to love living with less stuff so hang in there use these tips to help you if you get stuck And don't give up. You can do hard things. And once you're at the end of this, there are good things just around the corner. So keep on going. Also, don't forget to sign up for the decluttering challenge. It may really help you if you're stuck right now, just giving you a few tips each day to tackle. So you can find that and the show notes by visiting at homewithkids.com forward slash 38. You'll also find the printable PDF there if you'd like to use some of the questions to help you when you get stuck. Thank you so much for listening today. I can't wait to talk to you next week. And I hope you have a truly blessed week with your family. (laughs) Talk to you soon. Bye. You just listened to an episode of The Simple Home. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I feel truly honored to be a small part of your life. Please take a moment to give a rating and write a quick review on iTunes. That will help this podcast reach more people and I appreciate the feedback. We meet here every week, so hit subscribe so you know when the newest episode goes live. And for more practical tips on simplifying motherhood, visit athomewithkids.com. I can't wait to talk to you next time.